Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to the last webcast of 2022. <laughs> Here we are, Barry. Here we are for one last time this well, year. This year, yeah. <laughs> we we will be back in 2023, um, Wednesday the 11th of January 2023. We'll be back here broadcasting live um, and looking forward to a new year. What's going to happen there? Yes, so, absolutely. So, no. Of course, I'll be, I won't be with you. You won't, so that's may. true. No, yeah. So, I'll um, be in Toronto uh, teaching the School of Ministry Leader School, but I'll be back on the 18th. And Absolutely. So on the 11th, it'll be me, and who knows what will happen. <laughs> yeah. We'll come up with a plan. So, yeah, what's happening in your world, Barry? What's happening in my world? Well, um, I got a new toy this week, uh, uh, a new tech toy. Toy. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> I replaced my very tired iMac from 2013, so uh, I've got a, a 2020. So that was fun, as you know. As you know, yes. Me yes. and my toys. Yeah. And it all went, that, it it all went, went very well in the changeover and the installation. Yes, that, everything that is the tech great. Went well. <laughs> well, I. I th- Based on how long I've had my most recent Mac, I will have this Mac. I'm guessing, you know, well into my 70s, so I'm good to go for a little bit. Well, we're all very pleased with that. <laughs> yeah. we, we're glad you're good to go with us. <laughs> and how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yes, um, enjoying the cold of Great Britain tonight. We're diving down. To, I know this is nothing for you, Barry, but. Tonight we're diving down to minus six Celsius. Wow, that's cold. That's cold. Yeah, that's cold. Yeah. And then yeah. by Sunday or Monday next week we're going to be plus twelve again. So shorts and t-shirt next week. The winter woolly jumper will be put away. <laughs> and uh, yeah, whatever. So yes, there we go. There you go. Yeah. So, so um, do we have any any announcements or anything or? Okay, do you have any schools coming up? or? Yeah, I just mentioned the one we've got coming up next March in the UK. So we've got our Encounter the Father Week um, in um, Shrewsbury, in Shropshire, next March. Um, really looking forward to that. Um, 4th to the 10th of March, it's a residential week. And if you want to come, the booking form and everything all about that, is on our website, fatherheart.uk forward slash encounter. And um, I'll be doing that school uh, together with uh, Helene King. So uh, it'd be oh, nice wow. to be working my friend Helene again, who's well into her 80s and has plenty of wow. life and wonderful. So that's March uh, next year. If you're in the UK, you're very, very welcome. If you've been before and you've got friends, tell them about it or come again. And even if you're in Europe, um, we're very close to Manchester and Birmingham airports, um, so it really makes it very easy for people to come from Europe. We'd love to see you. So fatherheart.uk forward slash encounter. So yeah, that's what we've got coming up in a few months. Yeah, and, and of course we just love our dear Helene. She is just such a, a sweetie. 
Yeah. I, I remember meeting Helene. I think it was in <clears throat> one of the early A schools that I was with James. And uh, I think 2000 and maybe four in Hemel Hempstead, I, I met Helene. It just, yeah. it just, yeah. Ever since she's just been such a sweetie. So yeah, I would I would just say for sure with Mark and Helene doing us doing an encounter, just guys go for it if you can get there. Yeah. So this this evening today, Barry and I are going to have a um, a conversation about walking as Jesus walked. What does that look like? Um, but before we kick off with that, Barry, do you want to just pray for us? Sure, I'd be happy to. So Father, we we thank you that. That when you see us, you see us through the lens of com- complete and perfect love. And you love us as much as you love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so as we, we just uh, talk about this this topic this week and this uh, walking as Jesus walked, Father, I just pray that, yeah, we would just be free to be ourselves in that journey and not try to have some kind of unrealistic expectation of of trying to put pressure on us to be like Jesus in everything that he did by virtue of our external efforts. But know that in our heart, Father, we are one with him and one with you. So I, we just pray, Father, that, yeah, just by your spirit, you would just guide our conversation. Pray for open hearts. I pray, Father, that we would all, yeah, just just with unveiled faces, behold the Lord of glory. And in that beholding, that we would be transformed from one degree of glory to the next. So thank you, Abba, that you do the work, that you began the good work on us, and you will finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. So we just commit this time to you, Father, and we just look forward to what you want to talk about. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Barry. In um, in First John 2, um, verse 6, Uh, John writes this, he says, whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus walked. And I think we, you know, one of the struggles we might have with that is that that sounds impossible. You know, how do we walk as Jesus walked? Um, I think what Barry just prayed is that we would each have freedom in our own journey is so important. Um, But I'm thinking, you know, I've believed for a long time, but I'm beginning to see more and more clearly that it really is possible for us to walk as Jesus walked, you know, and live as Jesus lived. Um, you see, you can read that verse in one First John, and you can read it as a command. You know, you must walk as Jesus walked. But actually, at the beginning of John's letter, he puts it all in context, and he puts it in the context of a relationship. He says... This is what we've heard about. We've seen it with our own eyes. We've touched it with our own hands. You see, he's writing to them about his own experience. You know, and he's saying, this is my experience. It really is possible to touch it, to see it, to hear it. And that is so important is that to understand it in the context of relationship. See, and... Yeah. Walking as Jesus walked is not doing what Jesus did. You know, don't write a list of all the miracles in the gospel, stick it on your fridge and try and tick them off one by one. That's that's yeah. doing as Jesus did. It's not living or walking as Jesus lived or walked. See, it's having the same heart as Jesus. 
And it's walking in relationship with the Father in the same way as Jesus walked in relationship with the Father. And I got my little visual aid today. (laughs) Barry and I were talking about this before we started. You see, you know what magnets are like. If you've got two magnets and you've got them the right way round, they connect together. They stick to one another. You see, and that to me is just a good picture of, of sonship. That's what walking as Jesus walked looks like. It's being totally connected to the Father. Now, you know, if you turn a magnet round the other way and you try and push it together, they, they don't connect. See, and that's, that's what an orphan's like. You know, he's trying to, but he just can't make the connection. And one thing I've discovered with my magnets is, you know, you might not, as an orphan, you might not be able to do that. But you can do that. And you can have a partial connection, and you can feel it's okay. You know, you can even do that. Now, that's not connected, that's on its side. See, like that. And again, it's a, it's a partial connection, but it's not a connection. And many of us live our lives satisfied with that. But that's not sonship. That's not the connection that Jesus had with his father. You know, the connection Jesus had with his father was that. Totally connected. We are one with his father. And, you know, so much at one that I don't need to hold this magnet anymore. Because it's, it's connected to the other one. And it's like, you know, I know this isn't, you know, this is taking a picture too far, but it's like, you know, as sons, we get our life from the Father. We don't need other props or we don't need other things to hold us up because all of our life comes from the Father. But when we're an orphan and we can't connect, we need to, we need props, we need to be held up. But it's as we, we change as we turn around. We, we say this often on the webcast, you know, unless you change, and the word for that is convert, unless you turn right around and become as a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And so for me, this little picture of these magnets is really what walking as Jesus walked looks like. It's walking in relationship with the Father. And as Jesus said, he said, I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I hear my father saying. And that's, in a sense, our guideline too. You know, that, and I guess many of us have lived our lives where it's not been the case. You know, we've done what we thought was best or we've done what other people have thought was best. But Jesus says, I only do what I see my father doing. And to get to that place... It's a huge step of faith. But it's only a little step of faith, really. Because we step into his arms. You know, and we, we just let go. See, walking as Jesus walks is letting go of ourselves and relying totally on him. And so, we, we just want to bat this around a little bit um, this evening between us. You know, what does it look like to walk as Jesus walked? 
And if you, mm. if you only remember one thing from tonight, remember my magnets. Now, Barry, come on, show me how this is done. You've been sitting there waiting for this big magnet. <laughs> <laughs> I was being very, I was very patient. Now, Mark said to remember his magnets. Do you remember? He said if you remember one thing. Well, I'm going to suggest that you remember my minutes instead. <laughs> now, do you think we're brothers at heart? And of course, being this is the last week before you know the Christmas break, I think my colors, red and green, uh, they're a little bit more Christmassy than yellow and orange. So <laughs> I'll give you that, my friend. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, Larry, what, okay, let's let's do a little bit of revision and recapping of what's just been said. What is a sun? Yes. As far as your, well, your magnets are concerned. Is this a test? Are you, are you asking if I was... <laughs> I'm just giving a little bit of recap. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, and the one thing that I, I came to mind... Because I think you'd be waiting right? to play with your magnets, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it is a very powerful illustration. But the, one of the things that, that I, I think about with this, because when you were saying this, uh, the battle that we have is not in, in the realm of our spirit. Our spirits are united with Christ, right? Uh, Paul said in Galatians 2.20, no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I live now, I live by faith of the Son of God who loves loved me and gave himself for me. And so the spiritual reality is this is already the reality as far as our spirits are joined, like, it's in forever. It's unbreakable. It's it's absolutely the reality. The problem is in our soul, in and that again, that's working out our salvation. It's in the realm of our souls. That's where this mm. becomes the issue, right? Because somehow we think that that I have to do something in order to achieve something that in in you know just in, by virtue of our union with Jesus, mm. we have secured that same union with the Father. And and one of the things that and, I, and like Mark said, you know, I, and I don't know if it was a big deal for you guys. Uh, I don't know if it was the 70s, maybe, maybe the early 80s, the WWJD bracelets. Hmm. Did you guys have those in the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. What would Jesus do, right? And I'm not, you know, and I read the book and I, you know, it was a great inspirational book. But the idea, uh, this is not about wearing a WWJD bracelet and, and again, trying to copy Jesus' acts. It's it's about entering into that unbreakable union that we already have, because we are forever joined with Jesus, and He is forever joined with the Father, and that is a that's a done deal forever. And so I think the more that we can just sink into that that reality rather than the carnal reality, the you know where you know we are, uh, you know even the, I think that's basically you know uh, Romans twelve one and two you know. In view of God's tender mercies, present your ways as living sacrifices, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship. And then do not be conformed to the world any longer, but be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind. Then you will know what, you know, God's will is for you. And, and, and I think this is what we're talking about tonight is when we're talking about walking as Jesus walked, it is coming into an alignment mm-hmm. with uh, the eternal reality of who we are as his sons and daughters. And not trying to come in, in, and again, you know, it, it is that orphan mindset, you know, mm-hmm. it's that, you know, and I'm going to just going to borrow your analogy again, or not only just an, even an orphan, but a servant. Yeah. Right? 
like in a course, an orphan and a servant are very similar in their mindsets because a servant's working for wage. A servant gets his affirmation by, you know, what what they do. But what did what did Jesus say in John eight? He said a, a, a servant does not have a permanent place in the house, but a son belongs forever. Yeah. And yeah. I really believe that you know this this idea of coming into the. I believe it's the simplicity of of love where we know we're loved we know that that you know our union with the godhead father son and holy spirit you know jesus said in john 14 to his disciples he said i will come and my father will come and we will make our home in you and i think the more that we are able to um yeah just sink into that reality of that's who we are rather than I have to do, do, do I have to achieve? What do I need to do to earn? And or like, how do I get that union? It's, it's like, we already have that union in Christ. And I guess the other thing that, that, you know, we talk about um, how we are to, to be conformed into the image of, of the son, you know, that's Romans eight twenty nine. That is our, what God predetermined in advance for us, that we would be conformed in the image of Jesus. The more that we are conformed into the image of Jesus, which is our big brother, our savior, our Lord, our redeemer, but we are one with him, then we get to share in the same relationship that he has with his father. And then we can walk out of that. It's kind of like, Mark, and I'm sure you've heard the analogy before, but uh, like sometimes if we, if we're not, we forget about our union with Christ and we maybe God isn't the father isn't safe. It's like we asked Jesus to ask the father yeah. on our behalf. Right. And, you know, it was like when I was a, a 16 year old boy and I didn't have my own car yet and I wanted to borrow my dad's car. I didn't feel maybe confident or safe enough to ask him directly because I, maybe I wouldn't say it right, but I would yeah. ask my mom to ask my dad for the car keys. And I think sometimes if we don't, we're just not convinced yet that, you know, our father, the father himself loves us, right? That's what Jesus said in John 16, that he, the father himself, he said, you you don't, you're not even going to go to me in in that day. And he's speaking of the resurrection. You're not going to come to me directly. You're going to go to the father directly in my name because the father himself loves you. And I think the more that we are able to, come into terms with that even and we understand our union with jesus it's life becomes about us learning how to be sons and daughters from our hearts and and again it's not copying jesus acts but that's how we begin to walk mm-hmm. as he walks yeah? yeah 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 i i um i love john 16 the way jesus says that you know it says you only need to come to me you can go to the Father yourself. You can go directly to the Father because he loves you. The Father himself loves you. And I think as Barry was saying a few weeks ago on the webcast, that the word for love there is actually leo, which is the Father likes you. Actually, it was Brent last week, wasn't it? Brent Locker last week was saying that the Father likes you. You know, you can go to the Father because he likes you. And then the disciples they, they've been mumbling to themselves all evening, like, because these, these chapters 14, 13 through to 17, these are the last meal Jesus had with his disciples that last evening before he went to the cross. And the, throughout the evening, the disciples keep saying to each other, you know, we don't get it. 
what's he talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like they're you know nudging each other. What's what's he saying? What's he saying? And and it's like why and why don't why doesn't he speak simply? And Jesus says to them at the beginning of John chapter six, he said, "Are you asking what I'm talking about?" <laughs> and you, yeah, we don't we don't we don't got a clue what you're talking about. But the moment Jesus says. Uh, in that day you will ask in my name I do not say that I will ask the Father on your behalf for the Father himself loves you and the very next thing the disciples say is ah now you're speaking plainly (laughs) now you're not using figurative speech and it's like I think Jesus must have gone thank goodness you know, it's the very end of the evening, it's like he's just about to be arrested. Finally, they've got it. You know, it's talk about the last minute of the last hour of the last day. You know, they <laughs> they they rolled in late to the party, but they got it. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus goes, thank goodness, you know, I've been with these guys three years and they just got it. And that gives me great encouragement. You know, these disciples have been with Jesus every day for three years. They'd seen the miracles, they'd heard him teach, they knew he was someone different. They they were hearing about the Father, they were seeing things for the first time. It was all fresh, it was it must have been a lot of revelation. Mm-hmm. And you know, these guys are just fishermen, they're just ordinary guys. You know? Yeah. And it gives me so much encouragement that these guys were with Jesus and it took them to the last moment before they got it. And, you know, sometimes I think I'm a bit slow or it's a bit hard to get hold of or I'm struggling to see something. And I just remember this conversation, you know, the disciples going, do you understand? Do you understand? No, we don't understand. And then Jesus says, oh, the Father himself loves you. And they go, oh, now we get it. You see, and to me, it's that same revelation that we all need to get. Yeah, we all need to come to the place where we say, oh, Jesus, now you're speaking clearly. Now now I get it. The Father loves me. You see, because that's that's the thing that changes our lives and goes on changing our lives. Jesus said in John um, 17, John 17, verse 26, I've made, you, I've made known to them your name. And Jesus said, and I will continue to make it known. And that's, that's what we all need to hear. You know, mm. that the Father himself loves us, that, that God is a Father, that his name is Father, and he's being a Father to us, and you know, that's a, when we when we really get it, that changes everything. But it's mm. not, and many of you you'll know this. You know, um, it's not just that one-off single encounter. It's the ongoing journey with Him, where day by day by day, we hear it again and again and again, and it takes us deeper and deeper and deeper. So that, you know, these these magnets are just kiddies magnets, you know. They're not they're not very strong, you know. I mean they, they they do what they do and you know, that's that's great. But I've got some magnets in my drawer 
that are really, really strong and it's incredibly difficult to peel them apart. You know, because that's... Oh, <laughs> that was my magnets jumping together. <laughs> they're so strong, they, they, they just lock together. And, and I, I believe that the deeper and deeper and deeper we go with Father, the stronger our magnets will be and the stronger that connection will be with the Father. Yeah. It's kind of like being rooted and grounded in love, right? It's yeah. just the 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 soil, and it's in a sense, the the roots of our heart go deep into the soil of God's love, and and, yeah. and you know, even in Ephesians three, when Paul prays that prayer, right? He he prays that that our inner being would be strengthened yeah. by the Holy Spirit, so yeah. we would have power to grasp how deep and how wide and how long and how high the love of God is, and that we would be filled to the full measure of the fullness of God. And it's the Holy Spirit that lives within us that empowers that that connection, right? And of course it's it's when we begin to understand and I think it's a it, it's a journey that we're all on. I'm on it. Uh it's a continuum. Uh but it's when you when we see how uh i love how i think it's graham cook he says me and the three you know it's it's the idea of father son holy spirit that are continually at work in us conforming us into the image of the son and in order for us to be able to just live out our destiny and know we're loved know we're safe and i think when we begin to to do things out of that place of you know when anything we do we do because we are loved right rather than doing it for love. And I think that's where, again, you know, when we talk about the magnets and the orphan heart or the servant heart, where we're trying to, to find our validation through our self-effort, is is that when we're trying to, and, and on the external, it might not be too easily um, discerned if somebody's doing something because they're loved or doing something for to, to get that love. But on the internal of us, we know that's where the place of where we have rest in peace and joy, all that fruitfulness of the Holy Spirit is it comes when we are reassured at a level in our hearts where we're that we're rooted and grounded and we know that nothing in all creation can separate us. And I think it's interesting, Paul, in Romans 8 uh, uh, verses 35 to 39, when he talks about things that try to separate us. And he says, for I am convinced, and you know, and some translations say I am persuaded. Well, to me, that sounds like he needed to be convinced. That's you know, at some point he wasn't. And I think, and I don't know how you guys you know, who are, are listening, how do you feel about this? But I feel, you know, in my own journey that the Father is continuing every day to, to convince me that he is who he says he is. And I am who he says he is. Yeah. And then that can just set my heart at rest. And some days I believe it. <laughs> and some days I, I'm still needing to be convinced. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just feel that, you know, when we understand that we're loved and, and there's nothing that we could ever do to ha- make God love us any more than he does right now. There's nothing we could ever do to make God love us any less than he does right now. You know, I really believe that's where it can set our hearts at rest. And we, we can go on that journey, like Mark said, and just, you know, it's a, it's like an adventure, you know, 
like one of the things I was thinking of, you know, the, um, there's a, a quite a few references to us being co-laborers mm-hmm. with Christ, right? So it's like in our union with Jesus, like we're we're working together in in our family business, right? Our, yeah. Because it's our dad. We're working for our dad. And I was uh, doing some posting the last couple of days uh, for advanced posts. <laughs> I was talking about, but I was at one point, you know, I, I was sitting there and I just had this thought. I, and I thought, Jesus, you, uh, we're doing this together, right? We're doing this together. Yeah, and it yeah. was just this joy of realizing that, you know, walking as Jesus walked isn't like me necessarily, you know, going on a mountain and, and praying over some fish and loaves and <laughs> multiplying it. It might, it might be just posting blogs on the internet or, and and I even think it goes further than that. I think it's when we're playing with our grandchildren mm-hmm. and, you know, we start to find that whatever we do is holy. And, and you know, and then again, Romans 12, 1, in view of God's tender mercies, present your bodies as living sacrifices. Everything that we do is an act of worship. Yeah. And I, I truly believe that it's a continuum. And, you know, like you said, if if you guys are struggling with this, you know, come to the human race. It's it's something that we're all struggling with, but this is our destiny. And yeah. you know, you know, I I always t- you know talk about you know, and again, this is the little boy in me, you know, my imagination. But you know, since NASA, the space agency says that there's at least one to two trillion galaxies. Uh, I'm I'm guessing we're all getting at least a galaxy. I I mean, we're the Bible says we're going to rule and reign with Jesus forever. And I think this walking as Jesus walked on planet Earth. It's just just the beginning of what eternity is going to look like where, you know, I mean, I'm going to go over and see Mark's galaxy and and he can come over and see mine anytime. And uh, yeah, that, that's going to be life. So I just think this is this. We're in the early stages, just scratching the surface of what does that mean mm-hmm. to walk as Jesus walked? Yeah, I think, you know, you just highlighted something very important, Barry, is that some days it's a struggle. Some days yeah. it's a challenge. And uh, I, was, I was just reading the other day the story in Exodus where Moses comes before the Lord. And, you, you know, this guy, he's got a problem, right? He's, he's, got a, he's got a problem. He's leading the Israelites. And we know what the Israelites specialized in. They specialized in rebellion. <laughs> Moses is leading these people he's on his own and he comes to the Lord Exodus 33 verse 12 and he says you know he says to the Lord you've told me to lead these people but you know who's going to help me and when we when we read it it kind of seems very measured and natural Mm. but I kind of imagine Moses is coming before the Lord with all the anger and emotion and frustration of however many million or hundreds of thousands of people he's trying to lead and who don't want to be led. So it's kind of like, you know, I need some help, you know. And he, he identifies this problem. And then, you know, Moses kind of comes up with a solution, which is a good solution. It's a good solution. He says, you know, I can't do this. I need someone to help me. But I need you, Lord, to teach me your ways. You know, and, and that's a great solution. You know, because he's recognized that he can't do it in his own strength. And he he needs something from outside of himself coming from heaven to help him. You know, but I kind of feel it's like Moses saying, you know, I need the instruction manual. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. You know, and it's a good solution to the problem. You know, I've got a problem, I need a solution. The solution is let's have the instruction manual, you know, tell me how to do it. You know. And the Lord says He says, My presence will go with you. And mm. when he says that, Moses says, Wow. If your presence doesn't go with us, then we don't want to go. You see, yeah. The Lord leads Moses beyond the problem, beyond the solution, and he takes him into an encounter, an encounter, magnets, we need the magnets, you know, he takes him into an encounter with him, you know, and he says to Moses, actually Moses, what you really need is an encounter with me where you experience my presence every day, and, you know, that's... I, I just I, I just feel like I want to encourage us to pursue those encounters with our Father. You know, pursue mm. them on the good days when everything's going really well and everything's just swinging along. Seek those encounters because that will carry you through the days when it ain't quite so good. You know, in mm. Lamentations, you know, we <laughs> Lamentations is just the story of our day, isn't it? You know, I mean, we don't read it because it's so miserable, but. It's just like our day, you know, it's just like our life, you know. And this guy's going, you know, chapter 3, this guy's going through it. He gets to verse 18 and he says, all of my hope has gone. You know, he's, it's, it's one of those days where he just doesn't feel he's got it. And he feels mm. hopeless. And he feels like he's got no connection with God. Maybe he just feels magnetic again. You know, he just feels a bit like that, you know. And he can't get the connection. And it's just like he's battling away. And he said, you know, Lamentations 3, 18 to 22, it, it, suddenly this guy, in his desperation, he remembers something. This I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. So he, he remembers something that gives him hope. And what yeah. he remembers is the steadfast love of the Lord. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. Great is yeah. your faithfulness. You see, what he does yeah. is he remembers, in his desperation, he remembers he needs that. Yeah. And he cries out for that. And he gets it. And, mm. you know, I just want to encourage you, and I'm encouraging myself as, as I say this, is, you know, those days that we struggle, those days that we, we don't feel we've got that connection with, with the Lord, just remember his faithfulness, remember his love. Because that will draw you back into that connection and that place of intimacy with him. The days when it's all going well, you know, have those encounters with him to carry you through. Yeah. See, Jesus went up the mountain on his own with his father. You know, he got away from the crowds, didn't he? He went up in the boat and, or whatever. They sent the disciples off in the boat and he caught up with them a bit later by walking on the water. But he needed, you know, the Son of God. <laughs> Jesus needed those times with his father, just him and his dad. Mm. And I really believe we need those times. You know, we need those times, just, just me and my dad. You need those times, just you and your dad. And I really just want to encourage us to seek those encounters with him. Yeah, sure, mm. bring your problems, bring, up, bring all those cares and worries to him. 
But above everything, seek those encounters with him. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the, the things that I think it, it it's and it's understandable why we we can feel this way in, in in some ways is that when we don't feel his presence, right? Like, it, you know, Moses saying to to the Lord, you know, if your presence doesn't go with me, then I'm not going anywhere, right? Your presence has to lead the way. And the reality, the biblical, scriptural, spiritual, eternal reality is that there is nothing that can ever separate us from the from God's love in Christ, right? There is nothing. And even in the times, like when Mark's talking about when we don't feel his presence, you know, my encouragement is 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 not to let our let your emotion or for me my emotions run and making assumptions about God's feelings about me in that very moment because I don't sense something mm-hmm. or I don't feel his presence. And you know, oftentimes for me in those times when, you know, in, where you, you just, maybe you're feeling like you're on autopilot, maybe you're really struggling at home, maybe with a family situation or, or the pressures of work, and you're just trying to manage life, and you're just, you know, you just don't feel God's presence. I, you know, something very practical for me that's helped me, and it's not a formula or anything, but it's like you finding your way to connect with the Father, but it's just like, even just stop and say, Father, where are you in this moment? Mm. Show me where you are with me. And, and you know, in times like that, when even when in very difficult times when our daughter was quite sick with cancer, you know, I, I realized when I asked him that, I realized that he was silently suffering mm. alongside of, of me in my sufferings. You know, Paul gives instruction to the the church, and I think it's First Corinthians twelve, to weep yeah. with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. If that is something where you know we're instructed to do that as the body of Christ, then that is fundamentally how God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit relates to us. When we are rejoicing, He is rejoicing, but when we are weeping. I believe the Father is weeping alongside of us. That's what it says in Psalm 34, that it says that the God is close to the brokenhearted and he will save those who are crushed in spirit. So, you know, you know, I think this idea of learning to walk as Jesus walked is learning to really abide in that presence whether on good days and bad days, knowing that, you know, a bad day isn't an indication that somehow he's rejected us or we, we've done something wrong. And then like Adam and Eve had to hide and, you know, sow fig leaves. And we go and try to make some fig leaves to cover up what we perceive as our, our nakedness. And so, you know, yeah, I just, I really just encourage you to, uh, and I, again, I'm speaking to myself with this. It's just to continue to, to, to be mindful that wherever you go, the three go with you. And, and of course, in the same way with Jesus, I mean, and I'm not sure how it actually worked in, in real life, you know, when Jesus came out of the waters of baptism, right? His father speaks, this is my boy, this is my son whom I love. And then the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove. Now, I don't know exactly what happened, you know, whether he just kind of assimilated into Jesus' body, but it was like, 
wherever Jesus went, like I just remember Jesus saying, I'm never alone. The Father is always with me. And the truth is, no matter what you and I go through in life, the Father is always with us, just like he is with Jesus. Because we are, again, that eternal, and I'm bringing up my, my <laughs> it's, it's the, the eternal union that we have with the Father and the Son by the Spirit. And like I just think in John 17, where Jesus says these words, I and them, Father, and you and me. Wow, if we if that can just settle yeah. more today than yesterday and maybe more tomorrow than today, yeah. that that is an eternal reality that that the Father wants to convince us is more real uh, today than it was yesterday. I think it'll yeah. it'll set our hearts at rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know we know the um, passage in First John, First John four sixteen seventeen. You know God is love. You know, there's no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear. Um, I'd just like to read those few verses from the message because it kind of puts it in a fresh way. Um, so it's, this is verses 16 and 17, uh, 1 John chapter 4. We know it so well. We've embraced it heart and soul. This love that comes from God. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house. (laughs) I love that expression. Love has the run of the house. It becomes at home and mature in us so that we are free of worry on Judgment Day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ's. You know, and it's just that sense of, you know, we take up, we live in love, we take up a permanent residence, choosing to live in love, and we give love permission to go wherever it wants to go in our hearts and lives. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's... That's the ultimate picture of security. That's that's how we find our security. That's how we find our safety. Now, I think mean, we're all looking for that. We're all looking for a secure place. We're all looking for a place where we can let the guards down and just be, just be us, just be us. You know, this, the world it kind of forces us to put our our guard up. You know, and we don't mm. live as ourselves. And that's, that's a constant pressure and tension. But when we can just really relax and be ourselves, it's so freeing and so releasing. It's actually the place of peace and mm. the place where we can live in rest. You know, that's what the Father wants for, for each one of us. Um, you know, to... As Barry said, he, uh, he mentioned that prayer, Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3, you know, that we people be rooted and grounded, rooted and established in love. That like a plant sends its roots down into the soil and gets all the nourishment and energy it needs from the soil. You know, so our lives are rooted in the love of the Father. And just as the plant gets its life not only from the roots, in the soil, but it gets its life from the sun. 
you know, we also can have life from the sun. Jesus, mm. the light of life shining upon us. And, yeah, just just take time. Just take time to let your the roots of your life go deep in, into his life. Because mm. you can, yeah, I'm not a gardener, right? I mean, I don't do gardening, but I understand that a, a plant can grow too big for the pot. <laughs> and it becomes pot-bound. Well, you know, we are never going to become pot-bound in the Father's love. <laughs> We're never going to outgrow it because there's always more, there's always enough. And let's just let the roots of our life go deep into that love. Mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, even this, the, the timeliness of, of what we're sharing with this, you know, it's Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, and, and Christmas can be a, um, a time of celebration, time with family, a, a time of great joy and great love. But it can also be a time of heartache. It can be a time of, of missing those we, we've lost. It can be a time of, of even conflict families. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know if, uh, Mark, how you feel, but maybe just, uh, you know, as we even enter the season, it's kind of a mixed bag, you know, and, and, and just that, that even during this time, very practically, that God would just help each and every one of us. In that sense, walk as Jesus walked. Just yeah. lost you, Barry. I think we've lost Barry. I hope you can still hear me, okay? Um, but Barry, I'm going to have to come back in. I'm afraid. So we'll get Barry back in in a second, and then we'll just like to take some time just praying and. Seeing what Father releases amongst us. Here he comes. Hello, matey, you come back. Yay. So there's pigeons again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to take some time just to pray um, yeah. together. And I think what Barry's highlighting is, you know, yeah, for those of us who are struggling, Christmas is not an easy time, maybe not a time of celebration. It's in those moments too that we can walk as Jesus because we can walk with our Father. You know, He will walk with us and He's with us always. So Barry, we'll just pray, yeah? Sure, that'd be great. Father, we thank you that it's, it is possible for us to walk as Jesus walked. Father, we thank you that it is really possible. It's not out of our reach. It's not beyond us. It's not something impossible. But it's something that is really possible for us to do. So that we can live as Jesus lived. That we can be in that same place as Jesus is. And that we can have that strong connection with you. That bond of love that just connects us together. Father, thank you that it is a truth. That we are in Christ. That we are in him and you are in us. And 
we are in you. And Father, even if we're in a difficult season, even if we're stuck with a problem, we can't see the solution. Father, will you lead us beyond the problem, lead us into that encounter with you. Mm. Lead us to that place where we know in the midst of our difficulty, in the midst of our suffering, that you, your presence is with us. And may that just be a revelation that goes deeper and deeper into our hearts. That you promise never to leave us, never to forsake us. That you love us with an eternal, everlasting love. That you are loving us right now with an everlasting love. And thank you that through Jesus it's possible for us to come into that same relationship mm. as he enjoyed. And his final prayer, his final words, were that we would know that we are loved just as he is loved. Mm. And his prayer is that we would be where he is. Father, thank yeah. you that is the unshakable truth. Mm whatever is going on in our lives we are with you we are held in your arms Father help us to experience that love right now to know that we are being loved to know that you are being a father to us yeah Father we thank you And Father, we ask that you would just open up the eyes of our hearts so that we can know the hope of our calling and the glorious inheritance that we have together with all the saints right now, Father, not just in eternity, but right now. And as, as we just prepare our hearts for Emmanuel, Father, God with us, just the revelation that you're you will never leave us or forsake us. No matter what we're going through in our life, Father, I just ask just for a, just a greater outpouring of your, your Holy Spirit in our hearts, Father, that just affirms who we are in your sight and that the Holy Spirit will bear witness with our spirit again and again and again as many times as we need to hear it that we are your children, that we are your heirs, and that we're joint heirs with Jesus. So, Father, I just ask even right now in this very moment that that Abba cry that, that resounds from the very core of our being, that we belong to you, that we came from you, that we aren't servants, we aren't slaves, but we're sons and daughters. So, Father, would you just again tell us who we are in your sight? Would you just reaffirm to us who we are, how much we're loved? And, Father, if there's anybody who is listening to this who just feels like they cannot feel your presence, that they feel alone and afraid, Father, would you just wrap your arms around them? And, Lord, I I just ask for just an awakening to your abiding presence, how close you are, because... You are close to the brokenhearted. And you promise to save those who are crushed in spirit. 
Thank you, Father, that you are a father to us. You father us in our good days. You father us in our bad days. You father us in, in, in the areas that we struggle. You comfort us. You encourage us. You strengthen us. You give us vision. You empower us. And Father, even in these coming days, heading up towards the holidays, Father, would you just father us in each and every one of us uniquely in the way that we need to be loved and fathered by you. Thank you, Jesus, that, that you are in us and we are in you and there is no separation. And you are in the Father, so the Father is in us. I just pray for a deeper revelation of our union with you, Jesus, which has secured an eternal union with your Father, who is our Father. Any fears, any doubt, any anything that would cause us to feel ashamed or disqualified, Father, would... Your love come and just drive every ounce of fear out of our lives. Well, so we could just know the hope of our calling. And walk on planet Earth as our elder brother, Jesus, walks. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Wow. 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 We have a good dad. Yeah. Well, folks, thank you again. For joining us, we appreciate your company. Yeah, uh, thank you for giving us the time. To, yeah, many of you have been with us over the last twelve and a half years, and we appreciate your support and encouragement. Yeah. We, we wish you all a very, very happy Christmas, and we look yeah. forward to seeing. Well, I look forward to seeing you on the eleventh of January, <laughs> and the two of us will be back together on the eighteenth of January. Yeah. So bless yeah. you all and have a great, yeah. great holiday break. Yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone and have a happy new year as well. So yeah. see you see in the you new all. year. Yeah.